MSW Media. Thanks to Thuma for supporting the Daily Beans. Create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel, but at home with The Bed by Thuma. Go to thuma.co slash beans and use code beans to receive a $25 credit towards your purchase of The Bed, plus free shipping in the continental U.S. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. Today, Trump stole more than 300 classified documents. The court has some questions about Donald's lawsuit demanding a special master. Documents recovered at Mar-a-Lago are some of the government's most classified. And January 6th committee investigators traveled to Copenhagen to view the Roger Stone footage. I'm your host, Allison Gill. Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday. I encourage you to check out the episode of Clean Up on Aisle 45 that also came out today, this morning. It's going to be a good one. It's Andrew and I covering a whole host of different court filings, and I think that uh, you will really dig it. Dana will be back soon. I just want to let everyone know she is not gone. Thanks to everyone also from the bottom of my heart who came to Largo last night, including Frangela, From the Final Word podcast, Brian Tyler Cohen, that was our special guest from the No Lie podcast, Ben and Brett Masellas from Midas Touch, Steve Pearson from How We Win, and of course, the amazing Kathy Griffin. Together, our MSW Media podcasts have raised over $30,000 for Democrats in the midterms, still counting. You can donate still at HowWeWinLive.com. After we hit the hot notes, you're going to get to hear the audio of that entire live show. I'm so excited for you to hear it. And thanks to everyone who came out to watch and support. It was just absolutely wonderful to be in in a room with such amazing, like-minded, active, awesome people. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We do have a lot of news to get to. I want to tell you before we get to that live show broadcast. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. First up, the initial batch of documents retrieved by the National Archives from Trump included more than 150 marked as classified, a number that ignited intense concerns at the Justice Department and actually helped trigger the criminal investigation that led FBI agents to search, execute a search warrant on Mar-a-Lago this month. That was August 8th. It's been 14 days. In total, the government has recovered more than 300 documents with the classified markings from Trump since he left office. 300. That's according to people familiar. That first batch of documents returned in January another set provided by Trump's aides to the Justice Department in June, and the material seized by the FBI in the search this month. 300. The previously unreported volume of the sensitive material found in the former president's possession in January helps explain why the Justice Department moved so urgently to hunt down any further classified materials he might have. That's from the Post last night. But today, Donald ally John Solomon posted a letter that they received. The National Archives here, this is a quote here from from Politico talking about this letter. The National Archives found more than 700 pages of classified material, including special access program materials, some of the most highly classified secrets in the government, in those 15 boxes recovered from the former president, Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, in January. So these are just 700 from the 15 boxes recovered in January. That's according to correspondence 
between the National Archivist and his legal team. So what Washington Post thought was 300 looks like 700, and that's only from the January recovery of the 15 boxes. The May 10 letter posted late Monday on the website of John Solomon, a conservative journalist and one of Trump's authorized liaisons to the National Archives to review papers from his presidency. This letter showed that the National Archives and federal investigators had grown increasingly alarmed about potential damage to the national security caused by the warehousing of these documents at Mar-a-Lago, as well as by Trump's resistance to sharing them with the FBI. These records include 700 pages of classified material, according to the letter sent by the archivist Deborah Wall to Trump's attorney, Everin Corcoran. And it doesn't include records recovered by the Justice Department and the FBI during June or August 8th. So, Wall's letter describes earlier correspondence in which Trump's team objected to disclosing the contents of the 15 boxes to the FBI. Quote, as you are no doubt aware, NARA had ongoing communications with the former president's representatives throughout 2021, throughout 2021, about what appeared to be missing presidential records, which resulted in the transfer of 15 boxes of records to the National Archives in January of 2022. This is the the letter that Wall wrote. In its initial review of materials within these boxes, NARA identified items marked as classified national security information up to the level of top secret and including sensitive compartmented information, SCI, TSSCI, and special access program materials. That's like the super highest top secret you can get. The letter also revealed that an assessment of threats to national security posed by Trump's possession of the documents was already underway, well before Congress members recently asked for it. The correspondence also shows that even though the National Archives retrieved the 15 boxes in January, Justice Department and FBI investigators didn't see the contents of these boxes until May after extended negotiations with Trump's representatives. The letter also shows that in the interim, the Department of Justice asked Joe Biden to authorize the National Archives to provide the records to investigators, despite an effort by Trump to claim executive privilege over the records. Wall indicated she rejected Trump's claim because of the significance of the documents to national security. So. The National Archives got those 15 boxes. DOJ wanted to see what was in them. Trump objected, saying they had executive privilege. They don't. They don't. But that's terrifying. Quote, National Archives informed the Department of Justice about that discovery, which prompted the department to ask Biden to request that the National Archives provide the FBI with access to the boxes at issue so that the FBI and others in the intelligence community could examine them. And this is why this paragraph right here is why I think Trump allies published this letter. Because this is so damning for Trump. Everything that's in this letter is, is just damning for Donald Trump. But right there, where they said, the National Archives informed DOJ about the discovery, and that prompted the DOJ to ask the president, to request the National Archives provide the FBI with access so that the FBI and other intelligence communities could examine them. And that right there indicates that DOJ asked Biden and Biden granted that privileged decision to the National Archives. And while that's all perfectly normal, they're going to spin it as though the White House and the Department of Justice and the FBI and the National Archives were all working together. 
Do you see what I'm? Do you see where I'm coming from? Do you see how they could take that piece of information and spin it to their benefit? That's what they'll do. Now Biden, he did delegate that privilege, as I said, to the National Archives after DOJ said, "Hey, we need to get this stuff." And Wall noted that the typical restrictions on access to presidential records carve out an exception for incumbent administrations. And she described in an April 29th letter from the Department of Justice's National Security Division describing their pursuit of these documents. Quote, these are important national security interests in the FBI and others in the intelligence community getting access to these materials. Access to the materials is not only necessary for purposes of our ongoing criminal investigation, but the executive branch must also conduct an assessment of the potential damage resulting from the apparent manner in which these materials were stored and transported and take any necessary remedial steps. Accordingly, we are seeking immediate access, and this is a DOJ letter now, immediate access to these materials so as to facilitate the necessary assessments that need to be conducted within the executive branch. Wall indicated that the archives had notified Trump on April 12th of the FBI's urgency to review the documents, but delayed transmitting them at the behest of Trump's team. Quote, it has now been four weeks since we first told you of our intent to provide the FBI access to this stuff and others in the intelligence community so they can conduct their reviews. Notwithstanding the urgency conveyed by the DOJ and the reasonable extension afforded to the former president, your April 29th letter asks for additional time for you to review the materials in the boxes in order to ascertain whether any specific document is subject to privilege and then to consult with the former president so that he may personally make a decision to assert a claim of constitutionally based privilege. Wall said she consulted with the assistant attorney general for the Office of Legal Counsel and decided not to honor that request. She says the question in this case is not a close one. It's not. So Donald was claiming executive privileges on the on these executive privilege on these documents a long time ago, back in April, trying to keep them from getting to the Department of Justice. And the decision came down that these are not, executive privilege doesn't count here. First of all, that's like an interagency thing, a, 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 a balance of powers, you know, type of a situation. And this is the executive wanting something from the executive. So no, absolutely not. And a judge is responding to Donald Trump's bizarre lawsuit, which he filed about these documents, demanding a special master go through them. And the DOJ's had these for a couple of weeks now, but they want the DOJ to stop going through them if they've gone through them and, and hand them all. Back. It's just, it's, it's an idiotic lawsuit. And it doesn't ask for anything like a restraining order. Normally you would say, look, we think there's privilege here. We want to appoint a special master while you're litigating this. We ask for a temporary restraining order to enjoin the government from continuing to look through these boxes. That's not in there. They don't even ask for any injunctive relief. Nor did they include a sworn statement or affidavit saying that everything in their filing is true. And that's a big deal. Because the court will make them sign one under penalty of perjury, and that could expose them to sanctions if there's unverified allegations in this filing, which there are. The minute orders entered on the docket in the case by Eileen Cannon, that's the judge, a Trump-appointed judge, they're extremely embarrassing for Donald's legal team. The first order denied Donald's lawyer's motion to appear pro hoc vice, which means 
you know, hey, we're not Florida bar lawyers, but we, we want to represent our guy in Florida court. And it's a very typical thing that you file to represent, you know, outside of where you're, you know, your bar or where you're licensed and you just get like a sponsor and you're good to go. But they fucked that up. They fucked up that filing. And so she denied the motion without prejudice. And she said, look, you have to file this per local rule 4B. Rule 4B, by the way, says you have to certify you've read the local rules. And then she says a sample motion can be found on the court's website. And she provides a link for these idiots. This is an error someone would make if they were representing themselves. Somebody who's not a lawyer. It's embarrassing. Then there's another minute order that followed, entered on the docket by Judge Cannon that says, on or before August 26th, file a supplement with the following information. One, the asserted basis for the exercise of this court's jurisdiction. Number two, the framework applicable to the exercise of such jurisdiction. Number three, the precise relief sought, including a request for injunctive relief pending resolution of the motion. Number four, the effect, if any, on on proceeding before Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt. And five, the status of your effort to, to even tell the government you sued them. So the translation here is what, the, as Barb McQuaid said, what the hell are you doing? What do you want? Who says you can be here? Why are you here? What do you want? Why aren't you taking this up with the other judge? And why haven't you told the government you're suing them? So good old Jim Trusty has two days to answer those questions. I said yesterday, this suit won't make it to the merits. I don't think. And Department of Justice would probably move to consolidate the case, send it to Judge Reinhardt. DOJ hasn't responded yet, but the way the judge is carving up this lawsuit, maybe they don't have to. This is extraordinarily bad for Donald. This filing was made with multiple errors. It contains lies and no signed affidavit declaring it to be true under penalty of perjury. It confesses to espionage. There's no jurisdiction here. It doesn't ask for any kind of relief, like a temporary restraining order. There's already a judge on this case. They didn't file it with them. They filed it with the Trump-appointed judge. This could lead to sanctions for good old Jim Trusty. All because Laura Ingram made fun of Christina Bob on Fox, on Fox News, quote-unquote news, for being so incompetent. If we ever get to the merits, if we ever get there, they suck. Their argument is many of the documents could be covered by executive privilege same argument he made trying to keep the National Archives to, from giving the stuff to the DOJ. Weirdly, some CNN analysts thought for some reason Donald might be able to prevail on this argument, but Andrew Weissman, former Mueller lead prosecutor, and Harry Littman, former assistant deputy attorney general, disagree with that CNN, you know, they could prevail. Weissman says, any executive privilege belongs to the archives, not Donald. And privilege belongs to the current president, not Donald. And executive privilege doesn't apply to the executive branch. And even if it did, let's say the special master went through the box and found something that's privileged, like a handwritten note from a meeting with Putin. As Asha Rangaba points out, that's stolen property. That's evidence of stolen property. And the special master would be helping the government build its case. So I'm with Littman, Weissman, and, and Asha on this. This filing is just disastrous. And finally, uh, aides to the January 6th Select Committee traveled to Copenhagen last week to review documentary footage related to Donald Trump ally and pardon recipient Roger Stone. They did this last week. 
The select panel aides viewed portions of more than 170 hours filmed by Danish documentary crew led by Christopher uh, Guldbranson. That team, known as the Ark, tracked stone for long stretches of time over two years, including January 6th. The research trip to Denmark is the latest indication of a still ongoing active investigation by the January 6th committee, even as it nears the release of its final report and legislative recommendations this fall. The panel has signaled it intends to maintain its aggressive pace through the end of the current Congress, January 3rd of next year. If you want them to continue their work, you need to vote. Otherwise, Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert take over the House. Court filings connected to the criminal cases arising from January 6th have shown that several members of Stone's personal security detail on the day of the riot by the former president's supporters were members of the Oath Keepers, including some who the Justice Department later charged with seditious conspiracy. That's the granddaddy of all charges. But Stone has maintained he has had no awareness of any plans to attack the Capitol. He invoked the Fifth Amendment before the select committee earlier in the year. So that's where we are with that. It's interesting. It's not really covered in this article is why they had to go all the way to Copenhagen to look at this footage. Why couldn't it have been transferred? Google Drive, man. I don't get it. All right. Right after this break, I have the How We Win Live audio for you from last night featuring Frangela, Brian Tyler Cohen, Midas Touch, Steve Pearson, myself, and Kathy Griffin. Together, MSW Media Pods have raised, we're up to $32,000 now since the beginning of this show for Democrats in the midterms. And it's all thanks to you. I'm so happy and I'm so thrilled. Stay tuned for How We Win Live. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Let me tell you about how I recently upgraded my whole home. I gutted it. I did everything. And usually when I do a remodel, for some reason, the bedroom gets left behind. It gets neglected, but not this time. I upgraded my bedroom to the next level. I got the bed by Thuma. It's handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality upcycled wood, which looks great. It's the centerpiece of the whole room. It's minimalist design. It has Japanese joinery, and it helps elevate the space. It's very supportive of the mattress. It's breathable, and it's made to naturally minimize noise, but it creates so much space in the room. It's just beautiful. I love it. It's so peaceful in there. They practice an intentional less-is-more design philosophy at Thuma. Uh, with clean lines, subtle curves, lifestyle-enhancing details. Simplicity really is the truest form of sophistication, and, and the bed by Thuma is just absolutely beautiful. Made for how you live, it's backed with a lifetime warranty. It ships right to your door in three easy-to-maneuver boxes. It takes about five minutes to assemble, no tools required. You can easily build it yourself. Along with the bed, Thuma offers other bedroom essentials to elevate bedtime. The nightstand, the side table, the tray, they're all perfect complements to the bed. So you can create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel suite, but at home with the bed by Thuma. And right now go to thuma.co slash beans and receive a $25 credit towards your purchase of the bed plus free shipping in the continental U.S. That's thuma.co slash beans, T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash beans for a $25 credit. You'll be glad you did. All right, everyone. Thanks again for coming out. Welcome to How We Win Live. The official live show of the persistence. Keep it going now for the former swing left training and field director, California Democratic Party leader, and the host of the How We Win podcast, Steve Pearson. 
Thank you so much. This sounds like uh, an audience that has a real fuck around and find out kind of mood right now. So let's do a quick chant. What are we going to do? Keep the house blue. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? All right. All right. And we're going to bring out now, of course, you know her, you love her, the brilliant host of Muller She Wrote, The Daily Beans, Allison Gill. swearing show just so you know there'll be a lot of uh, fucks given tonight um, all out of fucks so i think that was an air supply song <laughs> i'm all out of fucks i'm so lost without them <laughs> that's right that's the one beautiful like an angel Thank you. Like an angel. Yeah. With fucks. With no fucks to give. With but many. Um, so first of all, we want to thank everybody for yeah. coming. Uh, and we want to thank everyone who's about to come out on stage, too. Uh, because this community is so important. And what we're doing is so important. And everybody who listens to MSW Media Podcasts, all of them, are so engaged and plugged in and fucking activated. And we hold each other up when we need to. And that's so, so important because kindness is key, right? Yeah. And, and also kicking fucking Republicans' ass in, in November <laughs> is also key. So what is the How We Win Fund, my friend? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for donating, for everyone who bought tickets and are donating to this really important fund. We get questions all the time from people. There's so many candidates. There's so much going on. Where should I donate? Where is my money going to make the biggest impact? And, and that's what the How We Win Fund is. It's Swing Left's National Impact Fund, and it goes to the races that need our support the most. So there's congressional races, there's Senate races, there's gubernatorial races, and what's cool about it is it's not uh, the same. It changes depending on where the greatest need is. So the political team at Swing Left figures out, uh, you know, what candidates are in a little bit of a shortfall or where they need some more money. So often we're chasing that bright, shiny thing, you know, that's really compelling, but maybe not where our money is the most strategic. So it takes the guesswork out of doing that. So for everyone who bought tickets, uh, thank you for guests, your freeloaders, that's okay that's okay I'm really glad you're here too but we're going to give you opportunities to donate um, at uh, howwewinlive.com to continue to donate to this important fund So, how much have we you. raised already? alright so uh, when we launched this fund uh, about a how long has it been? sir uh, I uh, reclaiming my time <laughs> <laughs> how much money have we raised? no <laughs> So it's mean. fucking incredible what we've, he's done. Seriously. We've raised uh, just about $30,000 already. <laughs> Tip of the iceberg. I know we can get to 50, probably more, but, you know, we can, we can do it with your help. And, and it's, you know, 
and we, we all know what the stakes are for the midterms. It is literally the most important election of our lives. So yeah, and every election from now on will be. Yeah. Uh, and tip of the iceberg is right. And you know, you know who's made it a, sh- a hell of a lot easier to raise money for the midterms? <laughs> Fucking Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Dark Brandon has been. And also, Justice, the fucking FBI. Okay, look, we have right. We have a list of the when we planned this show. Right, none of this shit had happened. No, it was we're just dark. like we got to get together and really start raising money. I think maybe Roe had been repealed. Yeah, that was we were it. In, we were that was it. That was that all was that had happened. But now, let's hear it for. The Inflation Reduction Act. Can I hear some noise for the CHIPS Act? Let's hear it for the Safer Communities Act. How about the PACT Act? Easy to say. Record low unemployment. Mar-a-Lago searched. They like it says that here, one. extra pause for applause. <laughs> right. Rudy Giuliani is going to be fucking indicted. <laughs> Lindsey Graham is not going to squirm out of his fucking subpoena. So we have a lot to look forward to, a lot of momentum. I think we can hold the House and increase our, uh, you know, stake in the fucking Senate. Think about everything we could get done over the next two years. It's absolutely incredible. And so I want to say I want to say one quick thing, though, because you gave me some props, which was really sweet. But I want to give you some props too. Okay, let me put uh, my glasses on for for, yeah. For what MSW Media has done, and and I want to thank everyone who's participating in this. It is so important that we build coalitions in progressive media, and that's what you have been doing with MSW Media. So, yeah. The the sad truth is uh, in the alternative media landscape, we're getting our ass handed to us by right-wing conspiracy theorists and liars. And the way that we fight back against that is by coming together and doing stuff like this, you know, joining forces and building our collective power. So for everyone that's on this show, I hope that you subscribe to their podcast, you leave reviews for them, you lift up all the truth tellers. It's how we get the fascists off the charts. That's right. And I realize that, that, like, everyone who's on this show has a huge podcast and everyone's like, who is how we win the best kept secret in political podcasting? I, I knew this when I, I was interviewing Adam Schiff at an event and I finished the interview and this woman walked up to me and said, who are you with? And I said, the How We Win show. You should have said Adam Schiff. <laughs> right. I'm with Adam, right? I am with Adam. But I said, the Howie Wynn show, and she said, are you Howie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my, so my intro music, they think, says News Liz Waring. So <laughs> instead of News with Swearing, so I often, hello, I'm Liz Waring. I'm here today <laughs> to bring you some news. But yes, absolutely. Everybody who comes out tonight, please follow. We have to knock these fascists off the list. I was beating, I was be- who was I beating yesterday? Nunez, Nunez's podcast. <laughs> Yeah. 
That's a low bar, though. Does he still have a show? <laughs> like, everyone's like, yeah. So, like, you got eight listeners? Um, but no, they, they seriously dumped so much Nunez. money into this shit. We got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you have, you have a, a cool thing that you're going to unveil right now. Oh, yes. That I sounds sorted. I and unveiling. To raise money. Wait, don't pop it up yet. I'm so excited about this. Who's a fucking <laughs> nerd in here? Who's a nerd? Who, who likes justice? Okay, so this is the nerdiest, most justice thing I've thought of in my whole life. So I've decided to make a shirt out of it. And some of the proceeds from the sales of these shirts, which you can find at dailybeanspod.com, will go to how we win. Unveil the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy against the United States, Espionage Act, mishandling of records, obstruction of justice, and obstructing an official proceeding. That's right. All crimes that judges have credibly accused Donald Trump of committing, and what a conversation starter. <laughs> People are going to be like, what, is, what the fuck is that? What you sure say? I'm oh, so glad you asked. <laughs> why, why, it's all the crimes judges have said Donald Trump have committed. And hopefully by the time, you know, maybe in a couple years, it could be all of the crimes he was convicted for. Right. We'll see. We'll see. All right, who do we got coming up first, my friend? I'm so excited about this. Oh. I am really excited about this, too. This duo has been a regular fixture on, you know already... <laughs> on television and radio, popping up to offer their witty and scathing commentary about the pop culture and political stories of the day. They have appeared on such television shows as I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, VH1's Best Week Ever, The Today Show, Dateline, CNN's Showbiz Tonight, among others. They are regular guests and frequent subs uh, substitute hosts on The Stephanie Miller Show. <laughs> right? Hosts of the Final Word podcast, let's welcome to the stage Francis Collier and Angela V. Shelton, better known as Frangela. Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And, and y'all, we are Frangela, and welcome to Idiot of the Week. Week, 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 week. Professional. Now, there's a reason why we say professional, because we do two podcasts, The Final Word and Idiot of the Week on MSW Media. Check mm -hmm. it out. Um, but Idiot of the Week, usually we don't have politicians in it. No. Because that's not fair to the normal idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that's like playing, it's like NBA players playing like your kid in seventh grade. It's not fair. But for you. For, for you. Because you. you're saving the democracy tonight. We're going to do something special. <laughs> it's all political motherfuckers. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Now, we want you to listen up close because you're going to vote at the end of this. You're going to help us decide. Because we which believe one of in democracy. Yes. Which one of these dumb motherfuckers going to win? Okay? <laughs> All right. Let me so tell you, it's going to be hard. 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 First up, we have Eric Trump, 
accidentally shares Wi-Fi network and password during whiny Fox News appearance. Look at this stupid shit. This is dumb motherfucker right here. Look at him right there. He is. And then right up, he's doing a selfie. But what he doesn't realize is that the camera, Wi-Fi, password, and network is right there above him. That's where your nuclear secrets are. Right there. If you want to get to them, there's the password and the Wi-Fi. Or slip the pool boy $2 and you can get into the actual file boxes. See, I'm not a parent. Francis, you're a parent. I'm a parent. What's it like when you realize that your child is a dumb motherfucker? Mm. That's a hard-ass day, let me tell you. That's a hard-ass day. And you day. a dumb-ass motherfucker, too, right? Like, right. I mean, bless R.I.P., you know, Ivana. But none of these people smart. No. Okay? No, no. But he somehow... You gotta give it to him. I mean, but that we, is damn good stupid. That is damn good. But we gotta h- sit here and listen to, oh, you know what? You know, you broke into my father's home. You You're stealing his secrets. You're sending them out on the internet. Here's the Wi-Fi passcodes. Yeah, that's the kind of shit we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Next up. This is, this is hard. This one's, get ready. You, you, okay. <laughs> Senator Ron Johnson claims he was only involved in fake electors plot for seconds. <laughs> Y'all, he just put the tip in, okay? It was just, just the, the tip. tip. Just the it tip. was just the tip. It was just the tip. It was like six sock. No, I'm done. You can't get pregnant with no insurrection off that. You can't. No, six up. No. He pulled the right. He pulled out. What do you want? He pulled out. They put the insurrection in his hands and it was barely there. It was barely there. It was barely there. Till they delivered it and then he was done. Then he was out. Then he was out. It was done. It was just, it was seconds, y'all. He, he, he stuck the tip in Mike Pence. He went six sock out and he was done. You know, you know about those Federalist papers that were like, you can commit treason if it's under 27 seconds. <laughs> Over 27 is fucked up. Okay, that is fucked up. That's fucked up. And let me tell you something. I am sure that this man has had sex shorter than what he committed treason for. So you can't be judging him. No, no, you can't. In fact, I'm willing to bet that he's never gone that long. Um... He said, quote, I had virtually no involvement. Literally, my involvement lasted seconds. Okay. No, no, it's no, not. No, no it's, it's not, not fucking okay. okay. It's, it's not, not okay. fucking okay. It's not okay. It's not fucking okay, and it's not over. I don't know what's so difficult for these white men. But they seem to think that laws apply when they feel like it for, like, brief periods of time. But Ron, you can't be like, like, I was only involved in robbing that 7-Eleven for, like, 36 seconds. Then I had nothing to do with it. It wasn't in my spirit. It wasn't in my soul. It wasn't in my journey. That's that's a professional idiot. That's a professional idiot. Now, this last story, I wanted to leave a lot of time to talk about. 
Because first of all, I'm going to say, I need to recuse myself. <laughs> I don't know if I get to judge on this particular story. Because okay? we're liberals. We do things correctly. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Will you read the title, Angela, please? I'm going to try. It's hard for my lips to do it. <laughs> Dennis Rodman says he will travel to Russia to negotiate Brittany Griner's release. Oh, Brittany, you like, oh. I so want to get out this motherfucker. I so want to get out this motherfucker. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, I have to recuse myself because I'm going to tell you, this sounds sane to me. It does. I'm going to tell you, I'm at that point. I'm at that conspiracy See, you, you got point. some people right over here. Okay? Y'all with me? Because I'm going to tell you, we sing crazy to talk to crazy. That sounds sane to me. That could work. But this is, this is a quote from, from Dennis. He said, quote, I got permission to go to Russia to help that girl. I would like you to know my name. I think there are a lot of that girls in prison in Russia. I really do. I think if you go to Russia, go, I'm, going here, I'm here for that girl. They're going to be like, well, we got Pussy Riot. We got... Who you want? You who got you some want? everybody. Well, who you want? You don't even know her name. And this is the thing that came to my mind, and it scared me. I'm going to tell you the truth. It scared me in this safe space, because mm. I've never thought I would have this thought in my head ever in my life. What? I said to myself, it's kind of like if you knew that Kanye was coming to get you out. Right. And I, and I, and, and it came out of my head before I could stop it. I went, could you said Kim? <laughs> Damn. And, and I'm gonna tell I, you, I, I, you're right. You're right. You're right. Send Kim. Please, Lord, send Kim. Don't uh, send Kanye. Uh, are we all, are we all, are we at that place? Because we're way beyond Rome dying. We're way beyond that Rubicon. If you're telling me that I'm sitting here going, could you send Kim Kardashian because I think she could do a better job? Are you fucking kidding me? But here's the thing. What you don't want to give up is, is that Dennis Rodman is a showman. He is a showman. Okay. He is a man. He is, let me tell you something. He is the Madeline Albright that we all wish we could be. That's right. That's right. Let I me know. tell you, he's going right. to traipse up in there, up into Russia, That's and he right. is going to present like a wild peacock. That's right. That's right. A lot of you are thinking, oh, I need to learn Russian. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You need to ball and be able to be like, yo, Putin. That's it. That's it. Maybe you have a tiger-like pattern in your hair. If you can pull that shit off, then you're in. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very upset because he he does seem to think he's, um I don't know what this is. It says Rodman has assumed the role of an unofficial diplomatic ally. <laughs> Ain't that just a party crasher? Yes. Yes. Ain't that just not invited? Yeah. But he says, he says he, he got permission from the U.S. government. Okay, I want to know, okay. what can you part? imagine? What part of the U.S. government? <laughs> I need to know exactly what department. What department does a Dennis Rodman getting people out of prison in Russia go to? Yes. What department? Because you know everybody was like, I don't want to touch that. And he called up. He was like, hey, hey, it's, yo, 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 it's, uh, it's a Dennis Rodman. Uh, I want to get Brittany out. Um, can you hold for a minute? 
Dennis Rodman wants to get Brittany Griner. I don't even think he knows her name. I don't even. I want to get that girl. Um, yeah, Tell we're going to transfer that. you. Tell Biden I want to get that girl out of Russia. We're, we're, we're going to transfer you to accounts receivable. <laughs> Okay, and that's they cool. gonna tell you what to do. Like it's like if you're in a if you're Britney Griner, you in prison in Russia right now. What are you feeling? <laughs> Relief or more fear? That's the problem we have, and that's why we have to fight for our democracy. Because when we're at the point when we're sending Dennis Rodman officially, unofficially, what the fuck ever. Yeah, we have a problem, we have y'all. A real problem. So what we need you all to do right now is to help us decide who is this week's idiot of the week. We're going to start off. We're going to remind you remind who we you. talked about. Number one, we had Eric Trump. <laughs> all right. You think that's the biggest idiot? Okay. That's good. a. So- it's solid. You have to admit. That's good. While that's complaining good. about being investigated to put up all your secret deets is amazing. Yes. Then we got testy Senator Ron Johnson claiming that he was only involved in just fake for electors for just a few seconds. Just a seconds. For me a second. I like that. Look. That's a little better. That's a little now better. better. That's a little better. Then we have Dennis Rodman being our head diplomat. On her prisoner exchange with Putin. I know. Not so much. You know sounds- what that is? Empathy, because you're good, caring people. Yes, you are. Yes, That's you what are. that was. You're like, you know what? He's got problems. Yes, yes. But what sounds like you went for Senator Ron Johnson claiming that he was You know what, people? There was a time in this country. There was a time in this country. There was a time in this country. <laughs> when being a senator meant you didn't say stupid shit. <laughs> like, consistently. <laughs> there was a time in this country when you were a senator, you weren't involved in treason. Actually, there was a time when, like, none of them were. But but I guess that's over now. <laughs> we Thank are you very much. Thank you. Make some more noise for Frangela! Wait, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. On on how we win, we always ask our guests one final question, and and so we're gonna bring it up right now for you all. What's bringing you hope right now? Oh, I'm gonna tell you something. The fact that justice is happening to Trump, yeah. let me tell you, as a black woman in America, let me tell you, I am delighted. I am hopeful. I am overjoyed, okay, to watch somebody that person have law applied to him. Yeah. I have I have to I have to agree. I don't, I don't generally like physical labor, but I would carry every one of those motherfucking boxes. I really would. I really would. Up and down them capital steps to everybody's office individually if they wanted. I mean, here you go. Here, happily sweating, happily getting those Weight Watchers exercise points. I don't give a fuck because it's like watching Donald Trump get pulled over like a black person with a broken taillight. It's amazing. Except espionage. One more time for Frangela. All right. Before we move on, 
We also on our How We Win podcast have a to-do list that we do every week. So we give you guys something to do that's meaningful and important. Guess what that is today? It's to donate, that's right, to the How We Win Fund. So uh, what I'm going to ask you to do is to pull out your phones. I know that you got a nice talk about how you weren't supposed to use your phones at the beginning of the show. Now is the exception. Go ahead and go to HowWeWinLive.com. And uh, if you can make another little donation, we would really appreciate it. Your nation would appreciate it. The very fabric of our democracy would appreciate it. And if you've already donated, make sure you share this with your friends. That's a really powerful thing that you can do. We all have a circle of influence. And that's something that I've found when I first started doing this kind of work, volunteering uh, and, and sticking my toe in the activist pool is that we all have a circle of influence and we can make a really big impact. So please share that link with your friends and make sure that they know what's going on. Um, And then the other thing I want to acknowledge... And and buy the nerd shirt. And buy the nerd shirt. That's right. Yeah, that's... When is that going to be up on the... It's uh, right now on DailyBeans.com. It's there right now on DailyBeans.com. So we could do it tonight. You are the first to see the shirt, by the way. Wow. So you'll be the first to wear the nerd shirt and answer some (laughs) questions on the street, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, then, and then the other thing that I want to say really quickly is uh, we've got some amazing volunteers here from Swing Left Los Feliz. Can you make some noise for them? Yeah. A spectacular group. It's so important that we get in community. Volunteering is so much more fun when you do it with friends. So uh, so please make sure you sign up with this incredible group. They'll get you to work doing all kinds of things. You can do it. We need you to do it. It's not enough to vote. We need everyone to volunteer and pitch in. So thank you, Swing Left Los Feliz, for being here and helping out. All right. And now... <clears throat> This is so fun. I'm so excited about this. I really am. I'm truly excited about this. It's the coolest. Just taking the internet by storm with their incredible videos. And seriously, like changing the world with the Midas Mighty. I want to welcome two-thirds of the Midas Touch Network, Ben and Brett Maselis. Come out, So glad you guys are here. <laughs> Microphones, couch, Sarah Silverman stitched have a pillow. Seat, grab You're going to put your butt right on it, aren't you? I have a feeling. Yeah, now we can see. Us. Yes, now you may sit. How's everyone doing? You know, it's absolutely great to be in a room that applauds for the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. pretty damn fucking cool. The CHIPS Act, the PACT Act. The PACT Act got a lot of love. I thought that was, a, yeah. It's pretty cool. So uh, the Midas Touch Media Network has really taken off. You guys have done such an amazing thing. I know it exceeded all of the expectations you had when you first started doing this. What are your plans in the, by the way, 77 days we have until the uh, election? Well, when we first started... Uh, getting diaper Don to trend, number one, and make Donald Trump want to repeal the Communications Decency Act was a pretty big accomplishment. But now we've turned our sights on something bigger, which is to really take on Fox News. To 
you know, in our network, we're unapologetically pro-democracy. And what that means is we call a fascist a fascist. We call a traitor a traitor. We don't both sides the issues. And too much mainstream media, even ones that are supposed to be in the middle, are both sizing the issues and treating fascism and democracy the same. So we call them out. We call them extremists. And I think that's what media needs to do in general. Yeah, I, I am totally with you. I don't need to, uh, you know, worry about my, you know, oh, well, if you block these people, you're putting yourself in an echo chamber. I'm like, I'm cool with my non-fascist information silo. You know who doesn't worry about echo chambers? You never hear like Ben Shapiro or any of these people being like, are we talking to our own echo chamber here? It's never a discussion. They just go ahead with their bullshit and their lies. So it's time that we counter that propaganda with facts and with truth and with honesty. And that's what we want to do. Here's the thing. These radical right fascists are making our job a little easy, right? I mean, they're they're going out right now. And this is some of the issues that they're running on. And I kid you not, you have Carrie Lake. I don't know if you've seen this radical fascist from Arizona talking about big dick energy. She told the crowd, she told the crowd, ask your children about BDE because Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis have big dick energy. Probably the least big dick energy in the world, the least BDE. But think about that. Then you got Marjorie Taylor Greene groping cardboard box cutouts of Donald Trump. Some of the weirdest shit in the world. And we need to point that out, frankly, that that's weird fascism over there. Absolutely. Well, look, we have a lot of big news that we want to talk about. And uh, I know you guys are used to working as a trio uh, and Jordy couldn't be here. So is Jordy um, not here? Where no, Jordy's not. Jordy's not here. He's oh, not here. Shit. I thought he was so, here. So we, Jordy have talks a, a lot. we got you a present. <laughs> we got you a present. We got you a substitute for Jordy, a special surprise guest to help out. He's been bringing the facts since the early days of Occupy Democrats, creating viral video smackdowns of Republican lies before it was cool. <laughs> he hosts one of the top political podcasts in the world, No Lie with Brian Tyler Cohen. It's BTC himself, Brian Tyler Cohen, everybody. What's up, Brian? I think Brian could pass as Jordy if we're the, being honest. These guys, <laughs> these guys needed a. These guys could have told a, me it was Jordy. A, a, a white Jewish guy in Los Angeles. They said, wherever are we going to find one? And we found the perfect guy. Are you right sure now. that's not Jordy? <laughs> so now that we have like everybody who's like the coolest people in the world here, uh, I would like to hit the hot notes. Yeah. Let's hit it. <laughs> we could just hot note it. There we go. There we go. There it is. I the best part, have the to best sing part a song. is you guys couldn't hear this, but all I heard in this year was, oh fuck. <laughs> so I had to sing podcast. a song or something. The folks at home will never know. We'll edit it out. We'll, edit it out. Edit it out. we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post again. <laughs> All right, so, um, well, first of all, let's talk about the amazing, incredible, tremendous search warrant executed <laughs> at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, and I, I, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, that's breaking news tonight. 
300 at least classified top secret SCI clearance documents. Seems bad, guys. Seems bad. The craziest thing is like you have an entire right wing ecosystem who's predicated their entire identity on wanting to lock up a woman for mishandling classified documents. Now you've got this guy who has 300 classified documents in his golf club slash cemetery that's like only known and you know talking to these talking to his highly qualified patrons uh, buffet patrons and uh, and, bar, and you've got all of these people falling over themselves to absolve this guy every single day with every fucking excuse they could possibly cook up it's just it's it's almost enjoyable because they're so bad at it and there's no no legs to stand on. And don't you love the excuses? I mean, first, it was planted. It was planted. And, and then with a magic wand, I declassified it. So declassified, declassified the documents that were cla- the documents that were planted. That they then planted. Yeah. And today they filed a motion for judicial <laughs> oversight. And I'm telling you this as a lawyer, that is a made-up motion. Not no, a real thing. Not a real not thing. Not a real thing. <laughs> okay, now the wait, motion. Wait, but wait, but wait. It's filed by Jim Trusty. You can always trust the trustee. <laughs> Call trusty and trusty. That's probably the main reason why Trump picked him. He saw the last name. He's like, trusty. Yeah, okay, I get it. But like, normally motions have declarations and affidavits attached to it. This just slopped together exhibits. And it was like, here, judge, take this. <laughs> Make some sense of it. Wait, I have a question about Jim Trusty. Yeah, because you remember when Trump was making up uh, fake people to call into news organizations, right? Well, yeah. John Jim, Jim Trusty is 100% Donald Trump, right? <laughs> I won't say 100%, but I'm 99%. Like I'll ask this question yes. to the room. I'm Has Jim anybody Trusty. here seen Jim Trusty and Donald Trump in the same room at the same time? My name I rest is my Jim, case. Jim Trusty. I'm tremendous. Lawyering like you've never seen. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, trustees probably better than Alina Habba and this Christina Bob, who basically go on Fox News and just admit to the crimes every day. It was downstairs. The janitor had access to it. The staff had access to it. I mean, Trump had access to it. I mean, I don't know what the hell I'm saying right now. Ah! I mean, that's literally like even Laura Ingraham, who I hate, looks at these people with like disgust. You see it in Laura's eyes. And I almost like, Laura, yeah, they're horrible people. And there you bring them on your channel. She just looks, she goes, Oh shit, we're fucked. She's like, why haven't you filed anything, you crazy bitch? And you know, uh, Hugo Lowell got the scoop over at The Guardian. He's the reason that there's a filing today is because tra- I didn't like the way she performed on Fox News. On she Ingram, made us yeah. look bad but in front would, of Laura Ingram, in front of Anger Mangle. But wouldn't you want to file this motion? Wouldn't you want to file this motion when the search warrant is executed? Like, wouldn't that be the common sense? Wait a minute, search warrant. Okay, maybe I'll file it tomorrow. I, I no, don't know if you went to law weeks. school, Ben, but they actually tell you to wait until Laura Ingram yells at your attorney on yeah. TV before no. you file a motion. Hello, hello, I'm Jim Trusty. I want to say I need to file this motion because it is urgent <laughs> that we stop going through these documents. It's urgent. <laughs> well, why did you wait two weeks to file? Look, you. <laughs> I didn't know about it until Fox News. I just like that your team, Trusty. That's, yeah. <laughs> Jim Trusty from Trusty and Trusty and Associates. <laughs> Jim Trusty. The smell good plumber. <laughs> He's got a Jim Trusty. Jim Trusty. Like, I just see there's so many ways to go with this. Um, but I think that, you know, now that we found out about these 300 documents, I think, I think the, the chickens are going to come home to roost on that. And then DOJ's been on this quietly for quite a while. We had two subpoenas. They subpoenaed Donald Trump twice and the Trump Organization. 
and, and we didn't know about it. That was last spring. That is a tight-lipped fucking DOJ. Uh, which makes them easy to attack. I know, that's slow pace and their quietness, but hmm. Dark Merrick is coming, I hope. We got Dark Merrick. We got Quiet Dark Storm. Brandon, and they're all coming for well, Here, Here's my question. With the 300 documents, isn't it like with the espionage charge? And I could be wrong. I'm not the attorney here, you guys. But I am. What each, can I do for you? I'm Jim Chesty. each document like a certain number of years in prison? So 300 documents times, let's say on the low end, two years or something. It's I don't 10. know about that. That's... That's a lot of years. More, and the Michael Cohen, more. <laughs> more. More. Up more. to 10 years per document, right? And so if you have 300, uh, Trump, go, can we get him away for 3,000 years? Or where will we go? <laughs> One could dream, you guys. One could dream. One could, dream. One like could truly dream. Aspirational. Well, uh, let's switch gears a little bit and, and talk about the incredible uh, turning tide the Democrats have had over the last couple of weeks, last month, really, but... Um, there was a new NBC poll that came out, um, was it today? Uh, it came out today. It was reported today. Re- reported today that found threats to democracy have overtaken the cost of living as the most important issue facing the country. And the only thing I could think to myself is, you remember the old James Carville, it's the economy, stupid. <laughs> it's democracy, stupid. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And despite Ron DeSantis' best efforts, people are fucking waking up all over the country about democracy. No, I think people are activated more than ever. And in all seriousness, you know, months ago, you had all the pundits saying people don't really care about democracy. You know, they're worried about gas prices. They're worried about inflation. And I don't want to say that those aren't very important issues to people that affect people. But the fact is, we don't have any of that without our democracy. Like we, we don't have life without the United States of America being a democracy. So I think people have finally, instead of us chasing the polls, which is what the pundits suggested, we should be talking about this and talking about that. Instead, all of us, everybody in this room hammered home the message that our democracy is the single most important issue out there. And we manifested the polls basically by telling people how important this really is. And yeah, people so, are waking up. MSW, uh, MSW, mainstream media, MSM, <laughs> I'm off there. Um, they weren't talking about this. They weren't talking about this. So I credit like the Midas Touch uh, a podcast, the videos, the people who listen to these podcasts, independent journalists, they're the ones who hammered this message home, just like you said. We had to do it ourselves. It was like I said during the Mueller report, he's not gonna save us. We are the Mullers we've been waiting for. We have to fucking make this right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing too, is like we, we give so much power to these to these, you know, mainstream media sources to kind of like dictate what we're talking about. And when they come and say people don't care about this, this isn't something that people are paying attention to, it's because they're the ones that aren't paying attention to it. They're the ones that dictate the terms of the conversation. So when they say people don't people aren't talking about this, this isn't a big issue, that's because you're not giving it airtime. So if you spoke about it because it's important, then that's what the conversation would be about. So I think like, again, that's why it's so important that we just keep hammering this home. And I know a lot of people have done it, you know, in the independent media space. And I know that that's been like a top priority because uh, democracy is foundational. Nothing happens, like like Brett said, without democracy. So, you know, just keep hammering it home and like, fuck, fuck the corporate media. So. Jordy! <laughs> Have you noticed Jordy got really smart? <laughs> Jordy! Jordy. Like crushing it! Uh, he's brilliant. <laughs> All right. 
Um, Follow me, uh, Jordy at <laughs> Midas, Midas Jordy, Touch. everybody. Yeah. At Midas Jordy. <laughs> Poor Jordy. Jordy's recovering from COVID in Pennsylvania right now. And <laughs> oh, he'll hear it on the podcast. <laughs> he's going to be so that. sad that he's lost his job, too. <laughs> <laughs> you snooze, you lose. Snooze, you lose. <laughs> All right. Um, the same question that we ask everyone. Our last question to each of you. What's bringing you hope right now? The pro-democracy movement right now. You know... I think we're energized, we're delivering for the people, we're talking to people, and I think that's a big difference. I really feel that this summer's been the summer of democracy, and we're all a part of it, and we all have a role to play. And and to Ben's point, I was, you know, kidding about it earlier that we could get a room to applaud the Inflation Reduction Act. But honestly, the fact that we can get a room to applaud the Inflation Reduction Act while we have other rooms of people applauding to lock Dr. Fauci up and do all this crazy batshit stuff. You know, I really feel like we actually have the energy and we are going to turn the tide here together, all of us, and we're making it happen. And we got that plus justice, plus people like Dr. Oz humiliating themselves every single day on the internet. And oh, man, Fetterman has taken him to the fucking Trees, leaner. trees, everybody, yeah, trees. trees. You know, there are too many right trees, there. Herschel Walker said, too many trees to be concerned about environmental issues. There are too many trees out there. But when you see these that's candidates... That's how we get crudite. Uh, yeah. They're really in touch with people. They really know what's on people's too many, Too many trees, not enough crudite. I think that's the problem in America right now. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, something that gives me hope is, is and this is going to seem corny, shit, I shouldn't have... You guys being here, because it is so difficult to get people to pay attention and stay engaged and stay informed and like people showing up, you know, to take time out of their busy schedules to be here and people that are listening to this podcast as well. Just people who take the time and pay attention, not just in October or November of an election year is so fucking important. It's what I spend so much of my time desperately begging people to do. And so the fact that like you guys came out, the fact that people are listening to this. Thank you, and keep keep keeping your other people in your circles involved. Um, I know there's like a lot of focus on on like influencers these days and whatnot. I, I think the most important people is the most important thing we can do is like when individual people. You guys have so much more influence over your own individual circles, so much more than anybody who's just like tweeting on Twitter or like making YouTube videos or making their podcast. You individual people have so much more uh, uh, influence over your own circle. So if you can find like two or three people, especially people that didn't vote, especially people that live in swing states, especially people that just turned 18 or 19 and get them activated and get them to vote, that's going to make so much of the difference. I know in a place like Wisconsin, you know, uh, Joe Biden won this last election in Wisconsin by three votes per precinct. That's it. So it doesn't take much to like flip an election. So you have... You have a lot of power. Run for something if you can. Uh, work at a polling place if you can. Uh, but anyway, thank you for, for being here and for being involved. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, give it Let's up. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Ben and Brett Mazelius. Thank you, everybody. Thank Ryan you. Tyler Cohen. Touch and no lie. Make sure to subscribe. Let's knock these fascists off the list. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much. We get all the best people. We do. We We have all the best people. Tremendous people. Are you holding like? 
Wait, I have to hold the microphone with two hands. <laughs> All right. Two-time Emmy and Grammy award-winning comedian. A towering figure on television and touring and publishing, known globally for her universally recognized brand of pull-no-punches comedy. From penning New York Times best-selling books to filling the country's biggest concert halls... Madonna Beyonce version for the gays and the ladies. Of course I do. Hi. Oh, my friend, it's so good Can to I see you. Can I explain my voice first? Because I'm self-conscious. So I had lung cancer and they took out half my lung and my voice got kind of damaged. So I'm self-conscious about it, but it doesn't hurt. So I don't want you to think I'm in pain. <laughs> survivors yeah. I'm pandering I'm pandering I'm already pandering go ahead <laughs> I'm so glad you're here my friend it's so good it's it's always good to see you what a day and Allison is so smart I want to get like a brain transplant like that movie face off with our brains because she knows a lot of shit that I don't and never will understand that's why we're friends <laughs> it just came middle of the night. What's this? What's happening right here? Oh, no, well, I have screenings of the J6 parties. Um, I mean, no, sorry. They're, they're a party in my house. At my, at my house. And then one time I have a dinner party, and this one brings Officer Mike Fanone, the guy from... Yes. Yes. And so it was, like, so great because we got to give him an evening of just, like, laughs, and we were just, like, goofing around. Like, it was really cool. So she's in with that whole crowd. It's you know, yeah, parties. Peeps. Parties. Um, yeah, I, I forgot to wear here. all my bling, all my January 6th She's got committee the passes, passes laminated. For the, for the being in the room. Smithsonian. I was going to wear them. When I came into Kathy's house the first time, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. All my Emmys and awards are up here and that you probably tripped over them. Who I hate these that. Here? I hate when people notice my Emmys and Grammy. Um, it's so embarrassing. And so, <laughs> and so when I come over, I come wearing all my January 6th badges. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know how these got here. Oopsie. It's, it's, a, fun, it's a fun thing. Now, as you know, many years ago, I yes. started a podcast called Muller She Wrote. Yes. Thank God. I, I could not understand anything about the investigation or the report. So really, thank God. That's such a good podcast. And you've documented that whole thing so beautifully for normal folks. But now what's going on with Murder, She Wrote? Okay, so look, I'm just going to do a lot of confessing. A lot of confessing. So, like, uh, just to get through shit, and I know people, like, have their different shows that they binge. So, for some reason, since, like, cancer and Trump, um, which are the same, and um, I tried to have him removed, but I couldn't find a doctor to do it. Um, yet, yet. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so... 
so like, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes the real news was like so intense that I had to go the other direction. So believe it or not, I, well, I never had seen Breaking Bad. So I watched all of them. I've never seen Better Call Saul. Oh, can I tell you why? Because I'm friends with that girl, Ray Seahorn, who's fucking amazing on that show, but I've never seen the show. So one day she's like, oh my God, you have cancer? I'm coming over Wednesday with lunch. I was like, what? Because I'd never seen the show. And I told her I always watched it. And I loved her. I'd say shit like, I loved your energy in that scene. You know? So... Made a diorama. I did, and yeah. so I called her and panicked and said, "Don't come over. I'm having relatives or some lie," and she hasn't spoken to me. But I'm gonna get back on. So I watched all the Better Call Sauls. So I don't know why it like helped me to watch something kind of like violent and weird. But then the other thing is sometimes I get just really, really nauseated, just vomiting, just from either cancer or Trump. And so, so then I have never watched, never watched Murder She Wrote. Go ahead, laugh, because even like, like every, I remember having like a friend in the Growlings that was on one time and thinking like, oh my God, that's so corny. Like, why would you do that show? Uh, first of all, Jessica Fletcher, 2024. That show is so amazing. And I'm almost more fascinated by reading like the history of how like Angie, I call her Angie, Angie Lansbury, like fought for all the stuff and like fought to stay single on the show. And she wanted to be a widow and like all the stuff. But anyway, Anyway, I find it comforting. And what I want you to keep in mind is the reason I think she should be a statesperson, maybe not president, but I think she is such a diplomat because she's kept Cabot Cove on the map when the murder rate is unusually high there. I believe the population is in the hundreds. And also, look, but here's the, here's the thing. If we've turned a blind eye to crime before, and so it's a it's what's called a shadow campaign. But I wonder if the writers ever discussed that. Like, should we maybe have a couple of these murders out of town? Because this is a really small place. I mean, I don't know why they would, but every so often she travels and murders. I mean, witnesses, witnesses. So anyway, I just I get a lot of comfort from watching Murder She Wrote. And luckily there's hundreds of episodes. Hundreds and hundreds, and they're all the same. Oh, it is like a hug from the baby Jesus. One thing I wanted to ask you, um, when I started Mueller, she wrote, I said, this has to be about the Mueller investigation. I want it to be serious. I want it to be historic, but I also need it to be funny. And I live my life uh, between sort of trauma and and comedy. Um, I can't explain why or how, uh, but I I wanted you to talk, because you and I have talked about this a little bit. Yes about AA and is there comedy in recovery? <laughs> yeah, so get this shit, you guys. And I went like on ABC News and talked about it, whatever. But a couple years ago, I took like a hundred uh, benzos and tried to kill myself. And instead, I just fell down the stairs a few times and like I kind of injured myself. But anyway, then I got into recovery, right? Oh, but first I was on one of those 5150 cycles, just like Britney or Kanye. Yeah. 
I know, I know, you're welcome. Although I will tell you, when you're on lockdown, they use words like, Miss Griffin, we don't have to give you the bracelets. And that means the cuffs. Because I kept going, I'm Kathy Griffin. I can tear this thing out and leave. I could not do that. I think I saw it maybe in a movie, which it didn't work. But anyway, that aside, you have to find the comedy in recovery. And so I go to like AA Zoom meetings, even though I was a pill person, but it's like all the same. And so I love Alcoholics Anonymous. I love everything about recovery. And I'll tell you why. And this is also why I'm going to hell. Same reason. I fucking live for when somebody shows up at an AA meeting and they're wasted. Sorry. It's heaven. Heaven. Because there's like kind of rules and the person like, and on Zoom, you can't start shouting like, get this person out of the room. So you'll hear bitches go on for like, wait, like you're supposed to give three minutes and they're like minute 10 and I'm like this. And then... They invariably tell you the drugs that they're doing while they're getting sober because they forget. And so it's kind of glorious. And so, of course, I go for the recovery, but I don't mind somebody who's like maybe fucked up on, I don't know, like a few stingers or some shit. But it's just always it's always fascinating. But I do I do enjoy a little faux pas. Oh, or then there's supposed to be this thing where like if you talk about something too graphic, like let's say I was to describe like how much I fucking love Xanax or whatever. Then somebody else in the meeting is supposed to go like this. Kathy G. Kathy G. And I sort of like the part that you could also get like in trouble at AA. So every so often I kind of don't mind being disciplined. You got to find the fun. Find the fun. Fun. Got the best I- meetings. You're going to the best meetings, clearly. I'm, I'm sure I get booked to play a lot of rehabs after this. <laughs> yeah, I've done some NA shows. They're interesting. Oh, and bet. I know you're totally anonymous on there too. They don't. They're, yeah. No, no, nobody's no. Although one time, one time I did hear this girl and she wasn't on camera and she goes like this. I'm not even kidding. She goes like this. Come here, look at this. It's Kathy Griffin. Yes. And then she goes like this. How do I know? Because I work at Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> now, something interesting happened in the news uh, recently. I believe that Eric Trump and Andrew Giuliani's weird mouth twin, Gary Busey, did something close to where yeah, you live. Yeah, relax, honey. Okay. We're not going to act like we're not going <laughs> to act like we have to feel bad for fucking Busey, okay? So first of all, Busey's like, you know, 75 or whatever, and he's fun to love as a crazy, but now I live in his neighborhood. It's not so fucking fun anymore, all right? I'm afraid of him the way white people are afraid of Mexicans with that fentanyl. I'm afraid of that Gary Busey. I'm afraid of him in a caravan. I don't want him jerking off. Okay, so he like Whatever, assault some women at like a fucking like super duper D-list, which you know I would do in a heartbeat. But like a signing thing in like Jer- in like Teaneck or Jersey or something. What? What happened? Are you guys dating? What's going on? You can't just she have a Tinder date. She was she was flirting with me during your your. I don't what about chopped liver? <laughs> so what? Uh, whatever. Did you say? All right, so I Gary, wasn't listening. Gary Busey is possibly assaulting women it's some sort of a signing thing which i like to point break too but jesus all right so anyway yesterday he was caught jerking off in my fucking local park in malibu but pants down to here full dick jerking off so i don't want to hear any one of you like oh 
that's sad. He was having the fucking time of his life. It's sad for the poor person that's like, oh, God. And so I have enjoyed people putting pictures of Andrew Giuliani and then, um, who's the other one? Oh, Eric Trump and saying that that's their secret father, which is possible, which is possible. And also, you know, Ivana's not around to ask her anymore, anymore, right? So that maybe that's why they push her down that staircase. <laughs> Uh, what if it, what if they hired the guy from the fucking staircase? That that guy's like still around and free and shit. That fucking dude. Anyway, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm off well, track. No, well, this, it's, no, it's okay. The reason I was looking over at him is because I was going to cue him to do the last question. To do the That's last question, which which what is, is now the most awkward segue ever. <laughs> How much do I masturbate in parks? What? That's fair. <laughs> Only when necessary. I mean, and I bring a covering. I bring a covering. <laughs> so <laughs> you can tie these two things together. We can tie them together. So from Gary Busey jacking off in your park, I'd like to ask you what brings you hope right now. <laughs> the fact that I the fact that I'm postmenopause and I can't get pregnant. Any more than Mrs. Busey can. No, what gives me hope, actually, is I have I have a wild dream and fantasy, which is we actually take the Senate because we don't have it now. Did you hear me? I didn't say the House. I said the Senate because we're too down in the Senate. Don't fucking forget. And don't forgive them. Don't forget them. All right. And if we keep the House... Then I really have a fantasy. I think Biden Harris could do really amazing things in the next two years. Like really pass the stuff they want to pass, all that stuff. So I'm afraid to be have to op, afraid to be optimistic like many of us are. But I like come on, two more Senate seats and keeping the House, and we could really like right the ship and things are going to be perfect and Biden is still a centrist don't be fooled he was too center for me but I love him now I will say this and this is going to definitely get me booze please busters please don't fuck this up I'm begging you if you love Bernie Sanders fine if you wanted him to be president fine but if you didn't vote for Hillary and you just stayed home or if you thought President Jill Stein would win you fuckers then I'm not speaking to you. So I do, I do, I get nervous about how the Republicans always stick together no matter what. And we eat, no, no third party. Did you say that? Who's that, Mrs. Yay? Wait, why did I not sure if that was pro third party, but no? Okay, okay, Jesus, I have cancer, I have cancer, I have cancer. man thankfully no one has to follow that we just have to say thank you all for being here thank you to Largo for hosting us and the great staff taking care of us MSW Media and Allison Gill for making this show possible Kanai Williams who does everything always behind the scenes 
Let's bring everyone back out here. Let's bring them all back out. I, I guess I have to call them by their names, but yeah, let's, let's make see. some more noise for Francis Collier and Angela V. Shelton. Frangela. For Angela. Come on out. Let's hear it for Ben and Brett, my sons. There we go. Brian Tyler Cohen, come on out. Steve Pearson, thank you. Allison Gill, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise. And the inimitable Miss Kathy Griffin. Yeah. This is how we win, y'all. We win when we all get involved and stay engaged. Let's make sure we hold the house together in November. I have a, pro- I have a, I have a present for everybody. Here's what we're going to do. We used to do this at the end of every Muller She Wrote show, live in the theater. You guys are one part. You in the middle are another. You over here are a third part. Your note, fucked. Your note, fucked, 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 fucked. And then when I go like this, everybody says, fucked, really loud. So usually it was Manafort or Trump or Cohen or somebody was fucked, but I think this time it's the Republicans. Yeah. Who are fucked. So I'm going to lead us in this now. Ready? Republicans are fuck, fuck, fuck. Fucked. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful night. Thank you all. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun, everyone. I wish you could have been there. I'm glad you got to hear the audio. We will be doing more of these, I hope, as, as uh, we get closer to the election and then beyond for future future elections and just for future shows. It's just so much fun to hang out with all my friends. Truly a magical night. So thank you, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow with more news. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. I've been AG and them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>